Good morning, everybody. He is risen. Happy Easter. (laughs) Would you stand and join us, please? everybody. He's risen. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Welcome to worship, especially to anybody who's listening in your cars. Give us a toot if you're out there. Yay, everybody's inside. Woohoo. So it's so good to see each one of you this morning. And now for the announcements. Our communion offering today is for our alternative to Vacation Bible School. Next Sunday is Confirmation Sunday. Thursday, April the 29th, is the first Just for Guys meeting in a very long time. All men are invited to congregate at the barbecue pit in the back at 6 p.m. And now let me ask you a question. How many of you have been on a walk to Emmaus? 
raise your hand. All right. If you think it's important to share that experience, there will be a free concert and a fundraiser on Saturday, April 17th at University Methodist. And it starts at five o'clock. Everybody's invited. So come, join in the praise and worship, and you might just see a few faces that you recognize. Now, shall we welcome the light of Christ? first scripture reading today comes from Acts 10, verses 34 through 43. The Gentiles are hearing the good news. Then Peter began to speak to them. I see very clearly that the Jews are not God's only favorites. In every nation, he has those who worship him and do good deeds and are acceptable to him. I'm sure you've heard about the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus, the Messiah, who is Lord of all creation. This message has spread all through Judea, beginning with John the Baptist in Galilee. And you no doubt know that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with the power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were possessed by demons, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Israel and in Jerusalem, where he was murdered on a cross. But God brought him back to life again three days later and showed him to certain witnesses God had selected beforehand, not to the general public but to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he sent us to preach the good news everywhere and to testify that Jesus is ordained of God to be the judge of all, living and dead. And all the prophets have written about him saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. The word of God. For the people of God. Let us join in an attitude of prayer. 
Oh, sweet God of grace, we've heard the good news. He has risen. Hallelujah. We praise you for your steadfast and life-giving love confirmed to us through the resurrection of our Lord. Just as you raised Jesus from the dead, we ask that you give us eternal life that we may praise you forever. Open our eyes to see the light of a new day. Open our understanding that we may hear what you speak to us. Open our mouths so that we tell the world about an empty tomb and of a Savior who forgives sin. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Happy Easter. Good to see all of you here on this beautiful morning. Those of you who missed the sunrise service, I feel sorry for you. No, it really, it really was. It was great. The birds were singing. It was beautiful out there. Absolutely beautiful. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we are going to read the story of Resurrection Morning from Mark's Gospel. This is year B of the lectionary, and of course, as I've said before, so you know, as, as this, your, your public service announcement, for those of you not familiar with the Revised Common Lectionary, year A is Matthew's year, year B is Mark's year, and year C is Luke's year. And John doesn't get a year because he was a renegade, all right? He gets interspersed in other places. There's also, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say, most of you when, you, when you look at your Bible, after where I stop reading today, there's some other stuff written in. There's one that's called the shorter ending of Mark, and there's one that's called, get this, these marketing people are great, the longer ending of Mark. <laughs> but most biblical scholars believe that both of those were added later. They believe that, as do I, that Mark's actual writing ended where I am going to stop reading today. It seems like an odd place to stop in some ways. It ends with a particle in the, in the Greek, if you read the Greek, it ends with a particle that would imply that there should be something else. So the question, and questions are good, because certainty in most cases is, is almost always an idol, something to think about. And we are encouraged to embrace mystery. It's not meant for us to understand everything. And so I believe that Mark was goading us on, if you will, with his ending here and reminding us, as Jesus said, not to be afraid and to press on. Consider the word of the Lord. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene 
and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb. When they looked up They saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb. The terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who brought back our Lord Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, may we continue to hear his voice to obey His words, and to live in His love. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. Okay, you all know me. I can't, I can't pass up an opportunity. The first thing we've got to look at here is is these women didn't do anything on the Sabbath. They observed a day of rest, and they went to buy spices after the Sabbath was over. And then they went to anoint Jesus. Now, when we first look at that, it might look like they're going to, to anoint Jesus' body. Weren't they paying attention? He told them what was going to happen, right? Right? He told them what was going to happen numerous times. He told his disciples, at least in, according to Mark, he told them what was going to happen in chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10. Those places alone in Mark. So what are they doing even going to the tomb? You know, they didn't get it. Just like most of the time, We don't get it either, you know? We just don't get it. We pay more attention and spend more energy on the things that don't matter than the things of the truth. It's one of those things that most of us do most of the time, and they were doing the same thing. But, but they did get something right. They were being faithful servants. And that's the first thing all of us need to be 
if we are apprentices of Jesus. Because even as he had taught them, and apparently these women got this part, this much right, you know, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, all right? And to give his life as a ransom for many. So they were going to do one last act of service for their Lord, and they were headed to the tomb. But the thing that's so wonderful about the Bible is it's so true, and it demonstrates human nature so well. They're on the way to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body, and they're living in the wreckage of the future, right? Who's going to roll away the stone? Wow. They're, they're, they're not thinking about what could go right. They're thinking about what's going to go wrong. Who's going to roll away the stone? But again, Mark does such a good job. Mark does such a good job. He says what? He says, when they looked up. Now, there's something to remember. Look up. Don't look down. Look up. He says, when they looked up, the stone was already rolled away. Wow. Already rolled away. The implication there is, is that God did it. As everything depends upon God's action anyway. So it says they went in there and there's a man dressed in white. And he says, what? Y'all are looking for Jesus He's not here. He is risen. Look, he's gone. He's risen, he's gone. Just like he told you, right? Just like he told you. And again, they didn't get it or they wouldn't have come there in the first place. If there's nothing else, we remember today on this resurrection morning and that we take with us is, is that if Jesus said it, it's true. And you can count on it more than you can count on anything, more than you can count on all the, the false voices, the other noise that's going around us on this globe these days. If Jesus said it, it's going to happen. Just like he told you. Just like he told them there'd be, a, there'd be a cult there for them to untie, right? Just like he told them they would be scattered. Just like he told them that he would be handed over, crucified, and rise from the dead. Just like he told them. If we remember that, if we remember the things that Jesus told us and act on them, then the stones in our lives are always, always going to be rolled away. You don't have to worry about rolling them away. They'll be rolled away. The last thing that I want to talk about that Jesus told them would happen was that what? He would go ahead and go ahead of them into Galilee. And that's what the that's what the man in the tomb said as well. He's not here. He's risen. He's gone ahead of you into Galilee. Now, I want us to think of Galilee both as the way 
it was and is, and also as a metaphor for things in our lives. Galilee was first of all where the majority of the disciples were from and went back to. Galilee was where Jesus had come from when he started his ministry. Galilee, where Jesus is, where Jesus went after he was raised from the dead, Galilee is where Jesus performed the majority of his miracles. But for us, and also for these disciples, Galilee is where we are. It's our daily routine. It's what all of us get up and do every day. We're all in our own Galilee. And Jesus has gone ahead of us here. Jesus has gone ahead of us. And again, just like the women that were headed to the tomb, when we're headed out to do our daily routine or our daily tasks or whatever, many times we talk about the stones that are in the way instead of realizing that they're already rolled away. They're already rolled away. Jesus tried to show his disciples this, I believe, over and over again in his ministry. By his demonstration that when you totally depend upon God, everything goes okay. Even when it looks the darkest, right? It looked pretty dark that afternoon when Jesus was crucified. But there was also, as Mark reminds us, when Jesus gave up the ghost, the curtain in, in the temple was cut in half. It was cut in half. So even when things again look their worst, God has already done something good and will continue to do good things. Now, as we come to the table this morning, remember, the stone has already been rolled back. And live into that. It's already been rolled back. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. This wasn't something that just popped up there as uh, some of the scriptures tell us in these lat as, as Hebrews starts out in these latter times and the, of course those latter times were the times right there immediately following Jesus's life, death, and resurrection it's not something that just came up then I invite you as I often do to go back go back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Genesis chapter 3, 15 says, He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. The stone was already rolled back as soon as we sinned. Praise the Lord. Thank you.
his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is he The word became flesh and the light shined among us His glory revealed Living he loved me Dying he saved me Mary he carried My sins far away Rising he justified Freely forever One day he's coming Oh glorious day Oh glorious day They led him up Calvary's mountain One day they nailed him to die on a tree Suffering anguish, despised and rejected Bearing our sins, my Redeemer is he The hand that healed nations stretched out on a tree and took the nails from me Living he loved me Dying he saved me Buried he carried My sins far away Rising he justified Freely forever One day he's coming Oh glorious day Oh glorious day Oh, yeah. 
go out there and enjoy the rest of this beautiful Resurrection Sunday. And as you go, remember, it doesn't matter how big the stone is. God can roll it away. And as you go, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh